Hola, amigo. Hello there. I realized I have the um, Pee-wee's, Play- Pee-wee's Big Adventure ringtone on my phone, so I often don't want to pick up the phone when it rings, because uh, I just want to hear their song. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do
homegirl Jen, her company, they, when she worked for four tens, they would like dinner would be catered and stuff like that. So it would you could have dinner at the office and you're there for ten hours That's and kind of lunch and stuff. They had like a cafeteria or whatever. Damn! All right, sign me up. Right, uh. I'll fox with you. <laughs> oh man, how was your weekend? Uh, there was the weekend, right? Yeah, like I said, I worked through it. I ran up north real quick to San Luis Obispo. You did? Um, I did. Um, the sales team at my old office asked me to come up and help them help train them on our new system that I've been doing this conversion like remotely for them. Uh-huh. So it's funny because I went up there and I did that. And I recorded one of my shifts while I was there. So my program director, my friend Suzanne, she kept taking a bunch of pictures on me on social media and putting it on like the station's social media because I was actually in the studio, yeah. which I rarely am, you know. So she's taking yeah. advantage of it, and she kept like, she's just sitting there like interviewing me. Basically, she's like asking me what my favorite song on the station was right now, and she asked me what my favorite tattoo was of mine was, and she asked me something else which I don't remember, but that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I ran up there. I was going to stay an extra day and do some thrifting, but the weather was getting bad up there, and I knew it was going to get bad here. So I kind of just decided to turn around and come home the next morning just to get ahead of the weather. Yeah. Because it was supposed to rain. Like, and and I just, yeah. And I was like, fuck it. Yeah, I'm just going to get home. So I did. And yeah, I have to say the weather's like kept me out or kept me inside. But um, I did run out. I think Sunday I did or Saturday. I think Saturday I ran out and did some thrifting, picked up some good stuff. Um, and then, yeah, I'm going to go out tomorrow. Anyway. Yeah. So yeah, just business as nice. usual around here. Besides that little trip, trip up North real quick. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's start the show. We have so much to talk about. Let, let's do it. Uno, two, tres, four. Yo, it's the Goody Squad. What up, party people? Hola. Hola. Hey, tall. It's uh, it's weird. The uh the the app like usually like meters when when the song comes on and it wasn't metering anything. I was like, well, that's interesting. So I'll be curious to see if the song actually played or not. I I heard it. You heard it. Yeah. All right. But I'm just I'm just over a speaker somewhere in the room. Yeah, I don't know. I heard it. All right. Cool. All right. So <laughs> intro us in then, I guess. <laughs> uh, Chiba NX, the Goody Squad, episode forty eight. No, I think we've done 48 like twice. I think we might be like 49, oh, I think. Bitch. Should we really start? Should we start keeping track? Yeah, we really should start keeping track. Okay, here. So today I'm going to write down 49. Well, let's look first. Uh, oh, we can look. <laughs> yeah. That helps. Let me... Uh, On uh, Spotify? Oh, yeah, there's a good idea. Let me pull up a, a device here. You keep talking. I'm going to keep looking. All right, so yeah, she would next coming at you. Um, not the first of the e- broadcast of the year, maybe the second. I'm a little, I'm a little lost. Second for it's, sure. It's the damn hall. It's like a holiday hangover, you know. 
And then and then they throw in people getting sick fucking left and right. Yeah. It's the worst. Sorry. No, not you. I mean, like, <laughs> even when I was up north, people were getting sick up there. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, that was, uh, last one was 48. So, yeah, we're 49. Yay. I'm glad you looked it up faster than I did. Yeah. 49. Okay. That means next time we're 49 down right now. I should, we should make like a, an advent calendar and I could just like rip them off. Well, I was trying to find an advent calendar at Christmas time. Uh Um, I wanted to send, send them out like my brother or something. I thought it would be fun. I did find on Amazon, they have these little Lego advent calendars. Yeah. I saw those on the Lego site. That was pretty cute. I saw uh, one of them was like a Star Wars one. That's the one Harry I Potter one. I seen that. I, I seen that one. I was like, I didn't mm. get those. I was tempted. We made Christmas crack, and I sent it to him. That was good enough. Crack. Anyway, <laughs> advent calendars, Christmas crack. Oh. So anyway, so random news. We do have uh, some Trumpito news. Holy shit! Do we have some of his news? Which is kind of crazy and funny. I- I sent you the story. So we all know the government's been shut down for what? I don't know, 20 days now, 90 days, something like that. 22 days or something? Because he wants funding for his fucking wall. Please, please Apparently, don't give him his wall. He's blaming the Democrats. He's like, I've been working. I've been in the White House. I'm working. They're off doing whatever. Okay. And both both lead, the heads of, like, Republicans and Democrats have tried to plead with him to do, like, to say temporary, like, hey, let's just, like, Agree, we'll talk about it some more yeah. and go back to work. Nah, fuck off. <laughs> who dis? New, new, um, new phone, who dis? Right, exactly. Apparently over the weekend there were some great stories that came out from the New York Times and the Washington Post um, about the more the, the collusion with Russia thing. And did you read that article I sent you? Yeah, I did. It was great. Basically, what this article got said that in the last two years out of like the five or more personal conversations he's had face to face with Putin, there's no record of whatsoever because he told the interpreters, he took the notes, told the interpreters not to save him. There's no goddamn record on file in the world of what went on in these conversations. That's like never been heard of like with any sitting president. So so my question is is it was the interpreter an American that was translating the Russian? So it, they probably the, each had one. So at the very least there was two different people in this room with these two dudes. Probably. I mean Putin speaks English better than um uh, uh, dumb fuck speaks Russian. That's for damn sure. So at the very least um Trump had an interpreter. So, why not subpoena this interpreter then? Yeah, well, supposedly he told him. Can't tell anybody. Uh, Trump has gone to extraordinary lengths to conceal details of his conversations with Putin, including at least one occasion taking possession of the notes of his own interpreter and instructing the linguist not to discuss what had transpired with other administration officials, current and former U.S. officials. But he didn't say future, so that's... (laughs) True. That's open to interpretation. Yep. Right. You didn't say anything about the future. 
As a result, U.S. officials said there is no detailed record, even in classified files, of Trump's face-to-face interactions with the Russian leader at five locations over the past two years. Such a gap would be unusual in any presidency, let alone one that that Russia sought to install through the U.S. intelligence agencies and has described as an unprecedented campaign of election interference. So then, so then he went on his friend Janine Pirro's Fox News show over the weekend. And she asked him straight up whether he currently or has ever worked for Russia. And his answer was, I think it's the most insulting thing I've ever been asked. (laughs) Uh, I think it's the most insulting article I've ever had written. And if you read the article, you'll see that they found absolutely nothing. Still not answering the question. (laughs) Right. White House aides expressed regret that the president did not more clearly and forcefully deny being a Russian agent (laughs) when asked by the usually friendly Fox News host, who, according to three White House aides and Republicans close to the uh, White House, three spoke on condition of anonymity, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. What a dick. (laughs) Uh... You all know why the National Enquirer ran that story about Bezos and his divorce. Because his the guy who owns the National Enquirer is Trump's buddy. Oh. And Trump hates Bezos. <clears throat> so so do you think that like Trump Trump doesn't let people like shop on like Amazon or whatever? Mm-mm. No. He, he hates them all. He makes them that's go why, to Walmart. That's why he's <laughs> That's why he served. Who was it that came to his White House today? He saved them. He served them fast food delicacies. Yeah. Instead of maybe a lovely gift basket, gift basket from Amazon. Oh, yeah, I mean, so you know, normally they you have the national champions show up, you know, Clemson Tigers to to meet the the, the quote unquote president, and this this motherfucker serves them fucking McDonald's and I think it was like Domino's pizza and shit. Like, have you never thrown a party yep. before, man? <laughs> Obviously not. Table was loaded with McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger Burger King, and Domino's. Served on silver platters behind a gilded candelabra. So, so which one of you was the asshole who had to go to McDonald's yep. and be like, uh, can I have 175 cheeseburger, 45 yep. fries, and a Diet Coke? <laughs> <laughs> That would be me. <laughs> oh my god! Fucking it! Just it's it's still happening, folks. It's 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 still happening. Uh, anyway, let's move on from that tool bag. Hold on. Disneyland prices are going up. Oh man! Again and again and again. What I didn't really know. So they were right under a hundred. They were what ninety nine, ninety eight. Yeah, I feel like I didn't they really were. Know what they are because you've had a pass forever, and I've been you know flying under the radar forever. Yeah, but my pass has you know gone up and up over the years. Truth. Uh, but yeah, no, I thought it. I thought I already thought it was at a hundred, but apparently I thought it was too. But one hundred four. Yeah, now it's definitely over $100 to get into the fucking park. Because, you know, I mean, nobody goes, and they really need the money. Yeah. So they have to raise the prices because nobody goes to that fucking park anymore, right? Yeah, but every time I go, it's crowded. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true, huh? I guess people go all the time. Isn't that interesting how that works? 
Oh, I think it's because that new Star Wars land. They think they can do it. You know what? They're the leaders. They've got the highest price, and every time they raise their ticket, all the other park parks usually fucking raise their tickets. Assholes. Although I think we talked about it the other the other day. I was very surprised that what Knotts was like what fifty bucks or something. Like yeah, you're that. like what? I was like, get the fuck out of here. I'd go, except that I. Like again, I I can't go on any roller coasters, and my husband doesn't do like virtual motion rides. So we basically it's like, isn't there like a twenty dollar walk around the park ride? Yeah, <laughs> ride like, the fucking the horse and care. Give me the, g- the slow shit ride ticket. <laughs> give me the old person ticket, because I'm yep, not getting on any of this sixty five and older. Shit. Yeah, exactly. I just want to see it. Oh my god, I'm telling you, the last that last time we went and I got on that fucking me and the wife got on that ride just because. At Knott's? Yeah. I, I, Which I, one? I, I couldn't even tell you. I just know what that. One of the roller coasters? Yeah. Like, my, my entire world was wrecked the rest of the day. I'm like, all right, I'm good. I'm like, oh, man, I'm getting old. Yeah. <laughs> Some straight up bullshit. Yup. Um, okay, lots of TV news. All right, Make that little sound. Everybody in the world talking about Lifetime Surviving R. Kelly. Did you watch it? I have not watched it yet. Watch the whole fucking thing. Husband and I watch all six episodes. Watch the whole fucking thing. So is it done now? Oh, yeah. It, it ran like a week or so ago. And they ran like two episodes a night. So they ran it over three nights. But it's rerunning. I'm sure you can catch it on Lifetime. Here's what I got from it. Um... Uh, okay, I know we all knew that, oh, there was, you know, he supposedly Leah married Leah underage. I didn't know exactly what on there. I wasn't a huge R. Kelly fan. I, I wasn't buying his albums. I wasn't going to his concerts. I know a couple of his jams. I can name you less than five, probably. Bump and Grind. Um, <laughs> uh, Ignition, Bump and Grind, The Flying One. Oh, I believe oh. I can fly. I like yeah, that one. Yeah, I did have, I did find one I had on a playlist I had to delete. Oh, whoops. All right, bye. Um, uh, anyway, um, and then and we all remember the, the sex tape debacle, but I didn't know what happened there. I didn't know why he got off. I didn't know the, any of the details about that case. They were all just kind of pop culture legend to me, slightly before I guess I was really paying attention to shit like that. Yeah, um, I mean, all, all I remember is that he, he peed on people, but that's about it. He went to – so what happened was – I mean, it starts off the very first episode was pretty much most was about uh, the Aaliyah. You meet some girl, a girl who says she's been a backup singer for him since she was like 14. How he used to cruise the high schools and the malls all the time. And everybody in town knew it and would be like, why is R. Kelly cruising the high schools? He left a long time ago. He'd be like 21 and stuff like that. And like, OK, that's weird. Why is R. Kelly cruising the malls? You know, that's weird. You know, but not that like not, that was it. But they knew it wasn't a secret. Right. And then um the Aaliyah thing happened, and he was working with her, and the fact that the public didn't know what kind of relationship this was. What, what is it? What is going on here, right? Yeah. But, and, and then, like, they, they did an interview one time, and they had footage of it from BET. They come on in matching outfits. He's matching fucking, like, a Mickey Mouse Disney flannel outfits. And, the, and, the, and they said they weren't going to talk about it, but the interviewer who they were interviewing now also said, when you have an opportunity like this, you have to just go for it. So she casually said, so what's up with your relationship? Are y'all dating? Are you cousins? What's up, you know? And they're just like, we're really, really close. We're just like best friends. Best, 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 best friends is what they would say. And then they're like, 
And how old are you? And she's like, oh, we don't talk about that. We don't, a girl doesn't share that at her, her oh age. Oh, my God. The, right? But then they're like, you know, if you look at his music, he wasn't the high. And shit, her first album was what? AJ, nothing but a number. His bump and grind was what? Uh, I don't uh, my mind's telling me no uh-huh. of a body, you know? Yep. Um, so one of the backup singers says there, there's a time when they were all on a tour bus. You have been on a tour bus, correct? Yep. I, I have been on a tour bus. Unless you're in the back room that has a door, nothing else really has a door. There's not a lot of privacy on the bus. Nope. Homegirl said that they were all young. They were all playing like Truth or Dare and Robert. R. Kelly and Aaliyah were in the back of the bus and somebody dared them to throw the door open and they threw the door open and he was having sex with her in the bus. And they said, she said that kind of what broke up their family. Like people started leaving and quitting and stuff like that. Then the tour, his tour manager at the time said, he asked him, you ain't messing with Aaliyah, are you? And he said, no, nah, no. Nah. But then later comes to her saying, Hey, we got to get her to Chicago. I think she had trouble. Like he got her pregnant. Oh, and then, and then that's when he married her. And this tour manager said he's the one that falsified the birth certificate for her to take to the court to say she was 18 and got married. He oh, admitted that. Shit. And then, um, and then her parents found out and they got out of annulled like two months later and he paid Aaliyah like a hundred bucks to keep quiet. A hundred dollars. A hundred dollars. I, I, I know. Cause he was still, he was still producing her album and doing her career and shit like that. So he got away with that shit. Um, her, her father died. Her mother till this day says that that wasn't true. And she doesn't know who that backup singer is. And she's never met her in her life. And that didn't happen because they were always on tour with her. Backup singer says me and Aaliyah were like best friends. It was me and her and one other girl. And we, the one who gave her swag, we would sneak her out of the hotels all the time and go out and stuff. And her mom saying it never happened. Now, Oh, Going night nights. Um, the oh, there's the family. Well, hello I there, can't... sir, and pug like person. <laughs> the sad part is the sad part is is that I mean, obviously, her parents had to ad- ad- acknowledge the marriage because they're the ones that went and had it annulled, sure. right? How are you going to say that nothing happened if they actually got married? But she's saying nothing happened. And it's like, the sad part is, is A, I think you're trying to save grace for your daughter who's no longer with us, who can't speak her side. Right. And B, yourself, so you don't look like a shitty fucking parent. Yeah. Do they have so any other I, kids or nah? I don't think so. Or I don't know. I have no idea. Okay. Didn't mention him. So that was all in the first episode and stuff. And then, you know, you get into the sex tape. And then you hear from a lot of stories from girls who are like, I met him underage, I, you know, totally. And then the whole sex tape thing was um, the girl in it was 14 years old. And it was the daughter of his bass player okay. in his band. I gotcha. And there was another girl who, who was an artist of his who um, was also in the family. She was The girl was her niece. And she brought him around because she was the girl because she was a rapper and thought Art Kelly would help with her career. Now – this girl said he didn't – R. Kelly never did nothing to her because she was pretty strong-willed. But at one point, nobody would talk to her, and she found out later that Kelly would tell people, don't talk to homegirl, like this artist, even though – because most of his girls, he would tell them, you can't talk to anybody but me. When you I jump – I come in the room, you have to jump up and call me daddy and kiss me. Like in these recording studios, he would just have girl after girl and just in these rooms waiting for him. And there was even producers there going, yeah, you know, I'd showed up before and – 
You know, these girls looked really young. Like I wasn't checking IDs, but I knew they were young enough not to mess with, you know, and they were just all over the place. And uh, one of the girls said, yeah, he had one of my underage friends in the booth with him bent over when he was doing a song, you know? Um, so that was pretty common. So then the whole sex tape thing came up. One of the, one of the girls who was living in his house at the time, I think she was like 17 and he would often, the girls weren't allowed to talk to each other until, unless they were in these sex acts. And like, if they saw each other in the hall, like they would have to ask if it's going to go to the bathroom, to eat, to leave the room, whatever. And I think he did that on purpose to orchestrate who was in the house at the time. And so they wouldn't run into each other and talk to each other. But even if they did, they weren't allowed to talk to each other. They were only allowed to talk to each other when he would command them to or instruct them to. So... She said she saw the girl. She saw he introduced her to this girl one time. Told her the girl was sixteen. She was seventeen at the time, you know. And they were having a threesome. And he goes, she. He was instructing me, but not so much her. You could tell that she'd done this before and she knew what she was doing. And he was mostly giving instructions to me. Then afterwards, she gets up and walks in this bathroom, and she stays there until we eventually leave. And and then she um. Finds out later, like a, a year or so later, they're on a bus. All the girls are going somewhere. And she's sneaking and talking to this girl. And the girl said something like, yeah, I can't wait to get my license and get a car. And the girl goes, what do you mean get your get a car? I thought you were 16. She goes, no, I'm 15. I'm going to be 16. And she knew she'd been this girl months ago and she was 14 at the time. Oh, jeez. She also knew R. Kelly used to tape everything. Every sex act he did with the girl, he would tape. So one time... This homegirl that was telling the story, she stole one of the tapes out of his bag when he wasn't in the room. And it was of her. I don't remember. And she gave it to it was the I don't remember if it was the one with the with the girl. She gave it to a friend and to like and it, that's the friend that like duped it and ended up being the sex tape because she found out later that the girl that she was having sex with was the one on this tape that got leaked. And she just took it and stole it and gave it to a friend. But then she went, kept going back to R. Kelly and the guy ended up wouldn't give it back unless he got a bunch of money, but they're pretty sure he duped it. So this tape was kind of like out everywhere. And then so this tape got in the hands of, of, of a Chicago music writer named Jim DeRogatis. Rogatis. I only know his name because I totally remember him when I used to do music publicity. I remember his name. He writes for the Chicago Times. And he got this tape across his desk and started looking into it and they had a whole bunch of um, there were a bunch of cases where underage girls were suing him for sexual assault and he was just settling them all out of court. So now you have this history of him settling these cases and now this tape that pops up. So he finally gets prosecuted for it in two, or he gets charged for it in 2002, but they end up rolling it up in so much red tape that it doesn't go to court till 2008. With the point being that the girls are going to be much older by the time and won't be as relievable as these 14 year olds or whatever. Right. Um, so the problem in the tape case was apparently there wasn't a clear enough shot of his face and it was kind of grainy. And then the girl from the tape stand up, said it wasn't her and her parents said it wasn't her. Um, there was one, there was one or two family members. There was a family member and a best friend that went to court and said, nah, that's her. But she they had all these other family members that said it wasn't her. Um, so that's how we got off. Um, the one girl that was his protege that was the aunt of the victim, the only one that kind of was speaking out against him, said, I'm pretty sure he paid my family off. And I haven't spoken to my family in 10 years because of all of this. Damn. 
So, and then there was another story of another victim later on. It wasn't just underage girls. He went after anybody who was vulnerable because there was a couple girls in their 30s that fell victim to him also. These are the girls he could take out in public with him, though, too, because the underage ones he couldn't. Right. And one of them had said he, she um, had had a threesome with him and one of his other girls. And it wasn't until later till one of his friends, her friends was like, well, have you ever seen that tape? That, and she's like, no, why would I watch that tape? And she goes, so I Googled some of the images and he goes, and the girl on that tape was one of the girls he just had me be with. So that girl was still with him years later. Damn. I think there's something messed up with her. I think maybe her elevator don't go all the way to the top floor. So she's easier to manipulate and control. Oh man, um, and she, then she's even probably the got that, like some Stockholm thing going on. Exactly. That's what a lot of them do. Because he claims that he was abused by his by some family members. There's a younger brother that corroborates his story and says he was also abused. And he's tried to use that before as a defense. But uh, it's like, nah, homie. Yeah. You know what? Oprah was abused. Yeah. A lot of people were, and they still don't end up, you know, continuing the cycle. Yeah. Um, even his ex-wife was on there saying, you know, she would... And both of the girls, they all had the same story. Like, um, if they were, like, locked up in a room somewhere or something like that, they wouldn't really exactly be locked up, but they wouldn't be allowed to come out. They would have to come out, and they would have to, like, knock on the floor or knock on the wall until he would answer them, and then he could they could ask for what they wanted. One of these girls like, I remember I would stand here in this one spot and bang on the floor for, like, hours. Jesus. Yeah. Because <laughs> one of the girls, the one girl who was the protege, who was the like thicker skinned one, who was like, nah, I'm falling for their shit. She was there one time when her the wife came around the corner. She's like, can I can I go to the kitchen? He's like, yeah. And this girl's like, oh, hell no, you know. And and there were some other co-workers that said, he'd be with all types of girls, but the ones that were feistier that would, or would stand up for themselves, they, they were only in and out for a night and then they'd be gone. It's the ones he would find later realize he can manipulate that would eventually he'd move into the house. And there's one girl underage. This is one of the girls that's still with him, begged her parents to go. Now he does this thing where he kind of gets them on the cusp of like 17, 18. So that by the time they roll over 18, he's with them and they're in and they can't do anything. Right. I think he's kind of learned that at least. <coughs> but the, one of the girls that's currently with him, her parents sent his, back in the beginning when they were kind of like, all right, Maybe we'll let you go out with them, but your sister's going to go with you. Or somebody's always going to be there, me or your mom or your sister. So her sister was there one time and said so she's hanging out with her sister in this room. And her, she's like, I'm hungry. I'm going to get something to eat. And her sister's like, no, you can't. You can't leave unless you ask. And her sister's like, ask who? He my daddy. Shit. <laughs> so she just go down the hall and her sister's like, no, no. She goes, so I go get some food. She goes, I come back and like my sister's gone. So then she's like. Where to fuck my sister? Where to fuck my sister? And she's going through the studio, just opening all these rooms, and there'd just be girls in each room. And she says, and they'd all have these buckets in the corner, like where they had to go to the bathroom because he wouldn't let them out to go to the bathroom. Jesus. She eventually was like making a fuss, trying to find her sister. They bring her sister. It's like, what? Oh, they took her over here. And she's like, oh, hell no. And she's dragging her sister down the hall going, we're leaving. And R. Kelly's like dragging her by the other hand. like, no, you're not. And tells his, his security, make her disappear. And they end up picking her up and putting her in a van and dropping her, like, out by some McDonald's somewhere with no money or no nothing. Damn. And she, she called her parent. Oh, and then they told her, if you say anything, you're not going to see your sister or your parents again. So, and this girl's, like, maybe 19, 20, 21. You know, she's, she's an adult, but not 
yeah. a grown adult, you yeah. know? So at the time, she called her parents because she's like, uh, I need a new hotel room, but she didn't tell them what happened because she was scared. So it wasn't until like a day or two later, I think, or, so, or her parents, oh, when her, when she called her parents, like, I need a new hotel room, her parents like, we're coming out. And they came out, and I don't remember what happened, but it wasn't until like a couple years later that the other daughter finally told him that story. But there's two, there's a couple girls that are still there. Jeez. It's, it's, it's fascinating that that it's taken this long for, for, for this dude to be on blast, man. Well, that's the funny thing is we're talking about. It's like we all knew the stories. It's a pop culture joke. He's a punchline at this point. Yeah. But I never knew about the um, women being held hostage and the – I never really knew those stories. I mean, I, I don't think. I remember hearing that he might have a sex dungeon or something. That was only in the last, like, year or so. Okay. Because I mean, as far as the sex slaves and the cult thing and stuff like that. When, but, the, when the parents started coming out on TMZ trying to get their daughters back. And now now it looks like, it, like now it's all spiraling out of control because I think, like, even his, like, his, uh, his uh, label's keeping money from him now. Yeah, they got him on ice. So pretty much he can't book a gig in the States these days. The last gig he booked was he booked a gig in Germany, supposedly right after this shit was airing. They said, well, we're keeping an eye on this situation, so we'll see if he keeps that date. But um, police had been to his recording studio, which is now cleared out. Oh, apparently a couple of times that the police have gone to his house for wealth. He's upset. We're saying. He's got people on the cops, so they tip him off and tell him that these checks are coming. So by the time the people like come, everything's, everything's fine. Everything's all or the, cleared Or the out. girls aren't there. Or, or yeah. Jesus. Um, so, yeah. So at this point, this, so he had a house in Atlanta and a recording studio in Chicago where, where a lot of these stories are coming from. So DAs and prosecutors in the area are, are asking for stories or victims to come forward. There's been reports that, you know, phones have been ringing off the hook with information and stuff like that. So we'll just see what they can come up with, what kind of evidence. What they need to get a hold of is his goddamn videotapes. Because he fucking, like, they, all the girls said he taped everything. There was one girl that was even with him a couple of years ago and said that he pulled out an iPad and started filming him. She goes, he never asks. He just does it. She goes, I saw it. And she goes, and I just turned away to make sure my face wasn't on it. Um, but she she bolted when... I guess, you know, he doesn't really keep the doors locked. His wife said, well, there's stories that his wife, he's, he used to keep his wife locked up, but never that he's really locked up. Because a lot of these women, when they decide to leave, they just leave. They're just like, I, I'm done with this shit. But they have a lot of, like, um, uh, authorities and um, uh, doctors and things like that on there uh, and talking about how, you know, most domestic abuse victims will try to leave between seven and ten times before they're successful. Wow. To leave an abuser. Yeah. Again, he preys on vulnerable people. He uses his vulnerability. He tells a lot of them off the bat how he was abused and stuff like that. A lot of them were too. He couldn't read or write very well. He used to use that like, oh, teach me to read. I'm so vulnerable, you know? And like his wife would say shit like, you know, when he gets all crazy and he's yelling at you and blaming you and hitting you for stuff, she goes, in that moment, you agree to anything just to get him back to the good side. Yeah, I'm sorry, Robert. It was my fault. I won't do it again. I shouldn't have said that. Just trying to get him to fucking calm down and trying to get him to the good place again. And that's why a lot of those victims, you know, it was, you know, it was her fault. She knows it. You know, it's like. Eh. Yeah. So, so, so he was, <clears throat> he was also beating these women then. 
So a lot of them said that was the last straw. Like some of them said that was the last straw. Like one of those girls was like, oh my God, one of those girls was 16, met him at his fucking criminal trial for the, for the child porn. Met him at the trial. And then ended was up she hanging out at the, at, at the courthouse or something? Yep. Hanging out at the courthouse as a fan, supporting him. One of his guys ended up going over and, you know, slipping him his, his, her num- his number. She calls up. She goes over there. She goes, I didn't tell anybody I was going. I was 16 years old. I went over there. Oh, my God. He were out by the pool. He tells me to take my top off or whatever, and he starts kissing me. And I told him, I'm only 16. I'm a virgin. And he's like, well, good. Well, don't, don't tell anybody that. And, you know, she goes, I even showed him my ID. And she goes, don't tell anybody that. And, and then she went back and forth with him and stayed there for a while. And then um, she goes, Last, she goes, last straw was when he picked her up and choked her. And she goes, I'm like barely even five foot tall. This guy's like six foot something, you know. He's like 6'10 or something. He's a big bra, you know. And uh, she goes, that's when she left. She had friends in the, in the that were in the house. She's this one girl because he would tell them, oh, you know, find me another girls and stuff. And she actually hooked him up with one of the girls that are currently in the house whose parents are trying to get her. And she goes, I know she'd be in the house because we'd be texting and we'd try and meet up like, oh, say you got to go to the bathroom. And I'll say I got to go to the bathroom. She goes, but it never worked. It's like, how the fuck you got phones? Yeah. You know? But, and Dial 911. Yeah. I think he takes their phones and gives them new phones because their parents can't get a hold of them. You know? So he's got to like, oh, here, I'll give you a new phone, baby. Let me get you a new phone, you know? <coughs> Yeah, but, but those some of the, those goddamn phones have voice recorders. I mean, you could have been recording all these crazy-ass conversations with this dude. Well, yeah, but they're not at that point, you know? I mean, they also have a fucking phone in their hand. They could have called somebody, you yeah, know? I mean, I they're guess. not at that point. Damn, where, man. Uh, yeah, I think they just get... And then the sad part is, is, you know, a lot of the uh, Kelly supporters are like, oh, they're just gold diggers, you know? They got what they asked for. Really? Wow. Really, motherfucker. Yeah, man. really. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody asking to get beat and fucking sexually abused, motherfucker. Yeah, right. Yeah, like, you're an asshole for even saying that shit. Yeah. So yeah, it's interesting. So a lot of artists left and right are, you know, denouncing their work they did with them or pulling them from Gaga and Celine Dion and pulled them their songs from streaming services. John Legend was the only artist in this documentary, and it was cool. And he was stand up and talking about it, you know, and he, people are giving a bunch of praise, and he goes. What's there to praise? You know, he goes, you speak out against a pedophile rapist who's been doing it for years. He's like, there's no no question, yeah. you know, but so no, nobody else would appear on this documentary, you know, what were they worried? <laughs> worried they're going to get blacklisted from this fucking pedophile Pro- dude. Yeah, I, I don't know. But yeah, there were, I mean, the, the director says she approached a lot of different people. Oh, Chance the Rapper was on it at the end. There was a clip of him saying that he shouldn't have done a song with R. Kelly and that. He believes the victims now and stuff. But a lot of artists, like I said, are all saying that now. So anyway, there's criminal cases under investigation. They've reportedly gone to the houses. The, the studio was cleaned out. The houses, again, everything seemed on the up and up. They've, again, on multiple, like a couple of times, said they've checked with the girls that are supposedly still there that these parents are trying to find, and they keep saying they're fine, which kind of sucks. The, girl, the parents are now asking for, like, they want to sit down. With their daughters without R. Kelly there. That's all they're asking for is like, just let us fucking talk to him. One of the girls at the end of the documentary, one of her moms found her and they got her out of a hotel. She was in L.A. and she left with her. She returned to R. Kelly three days later, but then she ended up coming back to her mom and she left for good. Man. That's a, this, this dude, man, he's a fucking pariah, man. 
he's a predator. It's it's the yeah. it's it's the pred it's the predator part that's the worst. You yeah. know, I think it's and again, he, he preys on the the weak and the vulnerable. Well, and, and and going back to what I was saying earlier, I mean, it, it sounds like he's been. I guess the best way to say it is is getting away with this shit for so long that oh yeah, like I can't believe like he at some point wasn't like, all right, I better mind my p's and q's or this is gonna come back to bite me in the ass. He's just cocky as fuck and just keeps doing yeah. this shit. Well, after the trial, they said he felt he was untouchable, and the point is, is that nobody believes the women ever. Ugh, gross. I mean, yeah, what am I got to do? Get him on tape beating me and raping me for you to believe me that this happened? And that's the, you know? the worst part because that's probably what it what what it needs, unfortunately, you know? Yeah. Damn. I'm going to have to That's I'm like, they got to get some undercover bitch to go in there and play all stupid and Seriously. get inside the house. And so like, maybe like some like... with fucking stings and shit. Yeah, man. Like, get some, get some cop who looks like, you know, she's real young or some shit. Yeah. And uh, put him. Oh there. my God! So then his older brother. Okay. So side note, his younger brother's name is Carrie Kelly. C A R E Y. He's got an older brother in prison, and he was being interviewed from prison. <laughs> his older brother's like, Robert's got a thing for young girls. What can I say? Everybody got like their type. I like older women. You like younger women. What are you gonna do? Uh, not do that because that's against the law. You yeah. dumbass. Yeah. That's why you in prison. Exactly. Yeah. People are like, oh, let's make sure that guy stays in prison too. Yeah, because you dumb. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been interesting. We'll see what happens. So, yeah, anyways, record label, they got him on ice right now. So they're not giving him any more money to record or go on tour or produce any videos or produce anything. But technically, they haven't dropped him. But what I was reading is that um, there might be a clause in there that they can't just drop him or else he can sue the pants off of them, which is why, you know, which might be the reason why. Uh, But so far right now, they're saying everything's on ice until any further investigations or whatever. Do, Do you see them continuing this series in some form or fashion? I don't know. I mean, um... Jada Pinkett Smith has a show, I think, on Facebook Live called, like, The Red Table, The Red Table Talk or something like that. There's been a few times I've wanted to watch. She has her daughter and her mother on there giving, you know, different generation views of stuff. And um, she's had some interesting conversations. And she's had been talking to some of these victims as well. And, and you know, shares with her daughter why her, her, her daughter, like, She's in her early 20s now, maybe 20 or 21, and she's like, I, I get why you were so strict now, you know, with me and wouldn't let me go off here or there. She goes, yeah, even if people you thought were your friends, she goes, you know, I'm not doing that. I know I know what this business is like, sadly. Yeah. Um, but there are conversations that need to be had, and that's the thing is it's the legal system. I mean, it's like, you know, all it is is this point is he said versus she said, sadly. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that brought Bill Cosby down was the fact that there were 50 women with the same goddamn story. So that's what's working with Kelly's victims as well. They all have the same story. They, they all, all have the same stories of yeah. being locked up, being asked permission. But, you know, it all starts with call me daddy, you know, shit like that. And, and it's like that's his way of testing. And that's what one of these doctors was saying. That's what a, a predator would do or that's what the way of testing is. The first little thing, like they test, try little things like call me daddy. Fuck off. Okay, yeah. Well, next, oh, you know. Yeah. You know, or dress well, a certain way. But that's or, but know. that's the the sad part about this whole situation is that it t- literally takes fifty women to have the same fucking story for them to be like, oh, okay, maybe we should investigate this. It's like, yeah, it, it it should be no more than one man, and and you, yeah. you get up in there and you fucking investigate that shit to its fullest extent, man. It's 
it's a it's a fucked up system you know i mean look and it goes all the way to the top especially in, yeah. in this day and age you know so supposedly there's another documentary about michael jackson coming out too in the same light of him being a child molester again it's going to sundance this year and coming out Oof, man yep you know i've always said that and i kind of like all these women, all these families, all these pe- women that tried to sue him for the underage sexual assault that he just paid off, that took the money, that behavior allows him to continue. Yeah. So it's kind of like you get mad at like, why the fuck did you just take the money? But on the other hand, you don't know that person's situation, and look at a mach- the machine you're up against, which is R. Kelly, and you well, know, the, I mean, and the probably, good labels and all the money he's got. He's not. Look, he's not. He's not. He, he, he's not preying on the well-to-do, right? So it's no. so this family yeah. probably can't even afford to even go down this route with the legal system right. because of, you know, look, man, they might just be making ends meet, you know. And, and they know it's their word against his, <coughs> and who's going to fucking believe them? Right. Probably the best way I'm going to get out of this is some money. That's f- and that's sad because I've always said about Michael Jackson, I never believed that he did those things because I was pissed that the parents all took payouts. I'm going, if he was really doing those fucking things to your kid, how would you not want to see that man rot behind bars instead of taking the payout? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you take, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I, you you kind of put yourself in that situation and, and I, you know, I mean, maybe it's talking too much shit, but I, I would have put a bullet in his, right between his fucking eyes if he fucking touches my fucking kid. No amount of money fucking steps up for that shit. I'd rather do some time than fucking... Let this dude get away with what he's done to all these women. Exactly. Exactly. I, I'd be more than comfortable in a fucking four by four. <laughs> <laughs> three three square meals a day. They may not be great, but they're square. Yeah, I get to work out all day. <laughs> I look good in orange. Might get to catch up on my reading. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's fascinating. I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and and see if I can catch some of that shit. I'm, hopefully they got it on on demand or some shit. Yeah, probably. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Damn. 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 Lots of good TV on right now. Um, I'm totally sucked into Fox's The Masked Singer. Okay, so let's talk about this because I watched let's it. Let's talk about it. I, I watched. You watched it. the second one. I watched the second one, and I think I know who one of them is. Well, I I I, I knew who 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 Pineapple Head was. Right off the bat, I'm like, come on, man. Like, the clues were Captain Obvious, and like, you know, as the soon funny as... thing is, is I'm actually, I wasn't paying attention during the clue package. I just remember all of a sudden paying attention, going, You are a horrible singer. Oh my God. It was like, like, it, like the, the bumper sticker on the car, and, and, and I'm like, All right, this is going to be either Cheech or Chong. And then as soon as he started saying, I'm like, Well, that's Tommy Chong, all right. That's too funny. Yeah. So, I think if this show comes back, Excuse me. I think they need to do a little tweaking because the the outfits are dope. They come up with some crazy outfits for these guys. And there is the intrigue of like, who the fuck is singing? Like, damn, yeah. all right. The part that just chaps my ass is how stupid this like panel comes off. Yes. It drives yeah, yeah, me yeah. insane. Oh, I think it's I, I think it's I think it's Britney Spears. I'm like Really, Britney Spears is going to be on your two-bit fucking show? Come on, man. 
See, that's the thing is, I think, A, they can't th- say that. I think they producers had to tell them, you know, guess big names or, you know, or something just yeah. so they can use them in the clips or something. Don't limit yourself to who would come on a Fox show. You know yeah. what I mean? But yeah, that part drives me nuts. Um, is it Diana Ross? No, bitch, no. No. <laughs> Dionne Warwick, maybe. But Diana maybe. Ross, no. <laughs> Joey Fatone, yes. Yeah. Justin Timberlake, think- no. <laughs> exactly. I think the bunny is for tone. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, um, I think the voting is dumb. I can't see how, like, again, back to the first episode, how unicorn beat the monster, but whatevs. But yeah, see, I'm already sucked in because now I need to know who some of these people are. Oh yeah, no, I want to know who every single one of these people are. But see, the, 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 I guess, I guess what's contingent on making this show successful enough to have a second season is that we're not just going like that first guy who 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 got in mass I'm like I don't know this fucking exactly. player I'm like I don't know you yeah. I know Tommy Chong all right great I know him yeah but like you really got to bring like something more than just some like B and C like yeah. celebrities and shit and I don't think they're going to do that yeah 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 I yeah, mean we'll Donnie see. Osmond is probably the biggest thing you got I like the fact that I think you know how um when it's somebody that's like, I used to be in a, in a, in a band or trying to break out on their own. Okay. That's interesting. Bring that on. Let's see how you do on your own. And if you make it, um, yeah, but nobody, uh, nobody, a level or has a career is going to go on this just to see if they can fool somebody. Yeah. (laughs) It's just the panel like is, is ridiculous. And and, like, they all come off. Oh my God. I made my friend watch it. And I said, Oh my God, every single time they go, who is that? Who's singing? Oh my god! Who's under that mask? Or, or I know that voice. I know that voice. <laughs> or Robin Thicke has to tell you. Well, I can tell that you're not a trained singer. <laughs> yeah, like oh, you're such you're such a professional, Robin Thicke's kid. <laughs> um, but I do like it. I I'm in. Um, yeah, interesting to see who some of these kids are of these if, famous families if or they Hollywood can find, royalty or if whatever. If they can find a way to like take the the panel off or or subdue them a little so, bit yeah don't because, have to dumb it down so because much. i'm intrigued and i'm sitting there and i'm listening to the voice and i'm like come on man like i i like maybe if this person's actually a singer i would know the voice but and then they start I think one they, of them they pull the panel up and wrestler. have to fucking like like roll my eyes i'm like god damn it i just shut the fuck up <laughs> shut up I'm intrigued by, I think one of them is going to be a wrestler. I think one of them is going to be Chris Jericho. Wasn't he in a band? Didn't he have a band? He is in a band. Yeah. I think like. Um, Which one do you think is Chris like Jericho? Like the deer, like the guy who th- sang the Imagine Dragon song, maybe. Oh, interesting. I'll have to go back and listen to it. Or, but yeah, yeah I, I was guessing that one of them, like, because I'm like, one of them is going to be a wrestler. I'm like, who was in a band? I think it was Chris Jericho was in a band. Yes. And he would do something stupid like that. <laughs> he would, yeah, he would, he would do something stupid like that for sure. But because, Oh, and remember there was one that they were like, is it Stone Cold Steve Austin? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Cause Stone Cold Steve Austin's going to come on your stupid show. <laughs> but Chris Jericho would come on your Chris Jericho would totally show. come on your fucking show. <laughs> that dude's a promoter, so pr- promoter through and through. He will come on your yeah. show and fucking sing and shit. Yeah. I'm in. All right. Um, well, like so I'm, I'm still, I'm still in. I'm just uh, for this season at least. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll see. I'll see, see. What sucks is all that's gonna come on for next season is a bunch of fucking masks. That's all you're gonna get to reel you in. Oh no, the judges. It'll depend on the panel, and they give it clips of them oh, being stupid or not. Man, god damn it. 
Yeah, new panel, new panel. Well, you know, and, and my wife was saying that, like, you know, normally, uh, what's the name? Ken is usually pretty funny in things, but like, you just have to come off so like stupid on this thing to be like, oh, yeah, who oh, is this? Ooh, sexy yeah. alien, you know? <laughs> yeah, don't dumb it down. Yeah. Too funny. Um. So after all of the hoopla, the Oscars will not have a host this year. No host. Well. Fuck, man. It's it. It always seems it, like it's a to do, and then that poor person comes out, does a, a a solid job or not a solid job, and regardless of if they do well or not, like they always get shit on for one thing or another. So it's like, all right, well, let's just not have anybody. Truth. I kind of don't hate that because fuck, man, that's a lot of pressure on a fucking poor person. Truth. That one of the other shows does that too. I can't remember which one. Like the Globes. Oh, Globes had a host. No, Globes host this year was Andy Samberg and Sandra O. Oh. But one of those award shows, they don't... It might be... The Razzies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember now, but yeah. Um, You sent me a, lady, uh, a, a story about a new Marvel show. Lady well, Sif? So uh, the, the reason why I sent you this is because... I mean, it's it's... So this is going back to Disney Plus, which is their coming soon streaming service. Right. Um, and how they're taking a lot of these characters that you, like, sub-characters of the movies and giving them, like, like a six-episode story arc. To me, the most intriguing thing about that article was the fact that they're spending a $100 million on each one of these fucking series and shit. Dang. Like, okay, that's why you That's you're... some coin. That, that's why you're raising the fucking prices at the park to pay for your fucking mm, Disney Plus. I hear you. Because they're, I mean, they're they're treating these like full on like features, you know. So yeah. CGI, motherfucker, CGI. Yep. So that's a lot of money that Disney's throwing at this this thing. So I'll be curious to see what they when it when they finally announce this thing, what it um, what they charge for it. Right, they haven't said that yet, huh? Uh-uh. Like, are they going to keep it, like, you know, around the realm of, like, Netflix and Hulu right. and the WWE Network, keep it under, like, Probably. 20 bucks? I, I would imagine. Really? Because they got a lot then of money. Then again, it is Disney. Yeah, I mean, look, man, you know, you get HBO Go, that shit might cost you, you know, what is that, $12, $15? If you, if you get it without, like, the cable package or whatever? I don't know. Yeah. So I'm 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 curious, man. I want to see what those those dudes are going to start trying to charge people for this kind of shit. Yeah, uh, I've been watching a lot of Netflix lately. Yeah, well, what you been watching? Husband and I binge watched Murder Mountain last week. Okay. It's about Humboldt County and about the pot growing industry up there, and about how some people just go missing like kids that are like i'm gonna go up there and trim pot and then they just are never seen from again there's a lot of illegal activity goes up there there's this one specific mountain where people just keep dying and they're like this little vigilante town that has to take things into their own hand it's basically like a big old murder mystery and and weed that's funny it's history it's pretty cool what i learned from it is like humboldt county how um you know when they went up there in the 60s and 70s was mostly just to escape and live off the grid um you know built their own little houses and communities and yeah. decided to start growing pot 
Um, cause they found out they could make some money off of it. But what I didn't know, which is pretty cool is, so there's, you know, two types of marijuana, indica and sativa, right? So, and I'm a stoner, I forgot, but one of them, the hippies were growing here, but the other one, I want to say it's Tiva was actually being grown in India. So one of these hippie guys actually went over there and got the seeds and brought them back here, which is why we have that strain. here. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Too funny. Um, so it's like a history in marijuana culture and, and why, you know, and as far as like why they grow up there, it has nothing to do with like the climate or the soil or anything like that. It's just because of all the trees and you can hide. Gotcha. Which I didn't know that either. That's funny. But, you and I watched probably two polar opposite things on Netflix. <laughs> what did you watch? I, um, uh, hmm, I binged uh, one of their newer series. I got two newer series, too, that I was going to talk about. Oh, uh, was one of them Sabrina? Because I binged the shit out of that one. <laughs> no, what the fuck is Sabrina? <laughs> the Teenage Witch. Oh, God. Oh, it's a new it's version a, of the sh- It's a reimagining, so it's a little more like oh, like focusing on the de- actually like demonic fucking... Oh, it's darker. Oh, yeah, it's way darker. Okay. Yeah. Oh, funny. Yeah, so I binged the shit out of that. So I went, it was good. That's funny. <laughs> I started watching that um, tidying up with that little Japanese lady, Marie Kondo. Oh, oh my, my God. God. I could sit there and listen to her talk Japanese all goddamn day. Because she kind of speaks half English, so she has an interpreter. So a lot of it's Japanese. Like, oh, my God, I love her so much. My wife was very excited show. to see the preview for that show. Um, Want to hear something cool? Uh, she, te- she teaches you how to fold your clothes and stack them so they stand up in your drawers so you can see everything instead of stacking on top of each other. Huh. I've been doing that for years. I should go. I should go show you my drawers. I figured that out like five years ago. Hey, if I fold them like this and stand them up, you could just open it up and see everything. Interesting. Yeah, I love it. She so she teaches you how to purge your stuff. Um, the first thing she does is she makes you take out all your clothes. Here's what you do: imagine you taking out every piece of clothes you own and throwing it on top of your bed. Okay, so, how many beds do I get to? Do this. Cause... Just one, just yours. Okay, but I got a so mine's a what a king size bed, California king, I think. What is it? Yep. It's a king something. Um, I'm I'm gonna need another bed. <laughs> so then you um go through every item and you touch each item individually and you only keep the ones that spark joy in your life. All oh, my t-shirts spark joy. Come on, right? Man. I know, huh? Um, and then like this couple's like, I, "What do you mean?" And she's so cute. She's like, you know, like. <laughs> oh, I love her. And she's like, like raising up, like spark joy. Only thing that spark joy. I'm like, oh my god, I love her. And then the things you decide you're gonna get rid of, you thank them, thank them for the purpose they served in your life, and they can move on now. She also gets to know your house when you come. She likes to have a minute just to be one with the house. Hmm. So yeah, first step was clothes. I think that she knows kitchens and because like then, then then everything else and then sentimental stuff. And okay. then just teaches how to organize things and So so you're telling me to keep her out of the keep her out of my uh, out of my garage and keep her out of my closet is what you're saying. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing is I'm like, well, a lot of my shit sparks joy. That's why I have it. <laughs> yeah, that's why I have it. And, and 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 the best part about it if it's it sits in a Tupperware in the garage, then when I open it up, it sparks joy cuz I'm like, "Oh, yes, this thing." <laughs> um 
I did read another tip, though, that um, wasn't from her. I think I just randomly read it somewhere about purging closet, but this one I didn't like so much. They said, take all your hangers and face them all the one direction, right? Like backwards. And then when you wear something, face it the other way. And whatever you haven't worn in six months, get rid of. Jesus. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, no, nah, see, to me, it's got to be like you get that wild hair up your ass and you're like, I'm cleaning this fucking closet out. That's why I send all them shirts to you because I'm like, all right. Yeah. Like, yeah. I haven't fit in these things in a while. And it, to me, that's that's yeah. when you get rid of it. It's it's The, the spark of joy is when you're, you're too fat to fucking fit in them and then you, 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 you get no sparks anymore. I also, I went through a bunch of like, well, shit, I don't need half these work clothes anymore. <laughs> I'm not going into work anywhere. So I got rid of like half my work clothes that they didn't spark joy. I just kept them because they were work clothes. And yeah. I was like, I only kept the ones I actually liked, you know? I'm that's like, funny. I'll get rid of this. Yeah, the the sheer joy uh, on my on my wife's face when she saw this woman's show. Oh, I love her so much. Like yeah. I said, I just sit there and listen to her talk about Japanese all day long. She's so goddamn cute. <laughs> I just watch it because I'm like, I do that. I do that. I'm kind of like OCD about shit like that. Interesting. Yeah. Like, things all have like, she teaches you how to like, Use boxes within boxes, like to organize things. Come on, I am so fucking organized. Oh my god, it's <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Okay, one of the other shows I'm watching. Uh-huh. Um, my friend Hillary sent me a message. She goes, "Hey, are you watching this? It's called Slobby's World." Slobby's World. Yeah, it's so weird because the little icon shows you nothing about the show. It just says Slobby's World. It's about this guy, these two guys that run this store in Arizona called Generation Cool, and it just specializes in 80s and 90s pop culture shit. Oh. Remember I sent you a snap the other day where someone was buying all those Stone Cold Steve Austin shirts? Yeah. That was the show. So basically they're resellers like I do. They go to thrift stores and stuff and flea markets and Look for, but they specialize in 80s and 90s vintage and, and shoes, um, jerseys, shit like that, you know? So you, they'll see, you'll show them going through flea markets or going through a thrift store or going through like some guy's garage who had all this, like just a treasure trove of shit. But, um, and then they resell them in their stores. But like, yeah, you know, they're doing the same thing I am, picking shit up and marking it up. But because they sell to this little fucking hipster generation that's all about champion and guest clothes and, Remember the guest shirts with the big stripes with the guest logo embroidered on the front? Yeah. Those shirts sell for like $200 now if I can find them like used to resell. The fuck out of here, man. I shit you not. He was talking about it on his show too. And people paying $200 for this fucking kids shirt. Are, God kids damn, are. God damn, these kids are fucking stupid. I think that shit's cool now. Mm-hmm. Oh, damn. Mm-hmm. Polo's all popular. Fucking champions come back for some goddamn reason. If I'm buying something... And spending that kind of money, it better be brand fucking new. Oh, yeah, no. Mm-mm. Like I said, that, that clip I sent you, that girl walk, spent three, $150 on three Stone Cold Steve Austin shirts that he paid 45 bucks for. All Damn. 15 bucks each. Wow. Mm-hmm. So it's a cool show because it's right up my alley, but I'm actually learning stuff too on there that I didn't know. Oh, my God. The very first episode, like I said, he specializes in shoes, right? So the very first episode him and his partner open up early for this guy that they know is a sneakerhead and spends a lot of money on shoes and stuff. So he goes in there and buys like the very first Air Jordans, the Air Jordan ones that were banned by the NBA that they wouldn't let Jordan wear on the court anymore. Cause, and they're like, wouldn't even know why they're too black, too red, too white. We don't know, you know, but they had to buy a pair 
new old stock they call it they're they're originals but they brand new have never been used oh, and yeah. they had them in his size those shoes retail for like two g's and he bought them for like seven sixteen hundred he got him it's kind of a deal because he also sold him nike original eventually came out with they're called air mags they're the shoes from back to the future oh yeah they're yeah the, yeah those shoes retail for like 20 g's and these guys had a pair. They bought some for like, I think they said they spent like five G's on them. But like they bought them as an investment and they happened to have them. And they know this collector wanted them because they actually had them in his size. They, he pulled them out in the box. They light up. They do all this shit. And so he bought them for 10. Wow. So he walked out of there with two pairs of shoes that he dropped $11,600 for. Holy shit. And you think he'll actually wear those things? Um, or you think he's just, that's the cool part is they were in his size. So he can, I mean, he might, he goes, actually, he goes, I want him just so I can look at him every day and turn the lights on and go, I have these, you know, but he could flip them on if he wanted to. Oh, they also specialize in custom shoes. Like there's this one customer that collect old video games and he found the like original NES Super Mario three in the box, all the original, like, um, instructions and all the shit posters, stuff like that. He sold it to him for like 500 bucks. But then he comes in wearing these all-white Nike Cortez, all-white. And they're like, you should custom those up. And they talked him into cut. Well, it's all probably set up. That's the funny thing is when they were thrifting all the shit they were finding, they found a Michael Jackson Thriller jacket. I'm like, fucking set up. Yeah. But um, <laughs> um, they, t- they customized his shoes, so they painted them all up to look all Super Mario Brothers, like with yellow and bright colors. And, and they even put like a little Super Mario action figure on the front and put the little fox tail hanging off the back. That cost him 500 bucks. And he totally fucking was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Damn. Slobby's world. Must must be nice to have that kind of cash money, man. Yeah. I mean, it's a cool show because, like I said, it's all 80s and 90s stuff. It's all that stuff that, like I said, I, I was sending pictures of those guest shirts to my homegirl, Jen, going, can you fucking believe that shit? It's fucking crazy, man. Awesome used-ass shirts. Yep. I love it. Let me know when Hypercolor makes a comeback. Oh, yeah, if you could find that shit, um, that would be huge. If you could find that shit, I'm sure. I've never found any. I wonder if it would still work. I don't know. Like, I don't know what they... That would, that would be amazing. I don't know what they did. They treated that material with, but... Who the fuck knows? Uh, let's talk a little bit of music news. Might be a new Tool album coming out. Please already, man. Come on, I can't believe it's been that long since... Uh, was it 10,000 Days? was the last one that they did and that seemed like it was like a century ago yeah so yeah i'm i'm hoping so i know that they're playing some shows um internationally okay but yeah man i need some new tool music in my life i like that band i still listen to them old albums that's good shit yeah man nice um missy elliott's going into the songwriters hall of fame yeah. That's well-deserved. Yeah. Good for her. I always like Lisa Missy Elliott and, and, and pretty much anything she touches. And she, is she the first woman going into that or something? What's the... she's? There's a milestone there. No way. No way. Maybe there, hip-hop. But maybe. Like, no way. I know that there was a milestone there. Something something about something. Oh, let me see. Let me, let me see if I can find that. Right, I'm so, pretty so, sure. Okay. Read, read, read. The reading spectacles. Oh. There it is. There it is right here. 
Jay-Z was the first rapper. So yeah, she's the first female rapper. Nice. Jay-Z was the first rapper in 2017. Meh. <laughs> Meh. Yeah, I like me some Misty. She came out with a couple new songs in the last couple of years when she did the Super Bowl with, who was that, fucking Katy Perry or something? She got all spicy and came out with a couple of new songs, but then that was it. I don't even, I don't even think it was a whole album. Hmm. She, she should make albums. She should. Um, that was our music news. Huh. In very exciting movie news, Coming to America 2 is happening? Coming to America 2 is happening. That's amazing. Oh, wait. I forgot some music news really oh, quick. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Super Super Bowl halftime. Maroon 5, Travis Scott, and Ed Lynn, and um, Big Boy. Big Boy. Big Boy from Outcast. So, so. Does, does any of that interest you? Um, no. <laughs> yeah, not so much. No. Huh? Not really. Okay, yeah, that was it. Okay, all right. Sweet. Uh, so, movie news. Uh, yeah, Coming to America 2. Super fucking excited about that because it looks like all the OGs are on board. Fucking James Earl Jones and John Amos and shit. Of course, Arsenio and Eddie Murphy. This is so. It looks like the the, the guy who's directing it like just worked with Eddie Murphy on like like a Dolomite, like Rudy Ray Moore, like biopic or something. I guess they they liked working together so well that they're like, shit, let's just do Coming to America too. <laughs> That's crazy. Brew directed Eddie Murphy in Dolomite Is My Name. I didn't know he was in a Dolomite movie. So it looks like, from I, I read something earlier that it looked like the premise of this will be that, I guess, Eddie Eddie goes back to Zamunda and uh, he's got to come to America to come uh, retrieve his son so he can take over the throne or some shit like that. So Yeah, uh, he travels back to America. Oh, wait. Sequel has been development for years. We'll see Akeem learn he has a long-lost son. He travels back to America to meet his boy. So I told my husband that, and he goes, who the hell was he screwing while he was here when he was trying to hook up with what's her name? Right. Damn. So he travels back to America to meet his boy, who is now the heir to Zamunda. Zamunda. I'll be fun. I'm in. I'm down. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll watch. Why not? Although that makes me want to watch the original one for sure. Yeah, totes. Um, so we talked about the uh, Black Mirror Bandersnatch. Yep. Did we talked about that? Yep. Have you gone back and tried to watch it anymore? Not yet, no. Yeah, no, me either. But the funny thing is, is you sent me an article that the Choose Your Own Adventure series is suing Netflix <laughs> for that. <laughs> they said they approached Netflix years ago to try and develop something. So, it never happened. So and I've, now this comes out. Yeah, yeah, I would have been pissed. Yeah, so that first one I read it, I'm like, oh, come on. And then I started reading the article. I'm like, oh, oh. you guys were involved. You guys were shopping some stuff. And then. And the fact that it mentions their book so much in the movie yeah. was like, it wasn't like an accident. Yeah, it's too bad that, you know, Netflix doesn't make any money. Yeah. And, and can't pay these people to go away like R. Kelly and shit. <laughs> right. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, I'll, I'll be curious to see if they actually like make some money off this case. But that's I mean, look if 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 they the part that's that's the clincher for me is it, you 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 were having conversations with this company if you didn't have any conversations and you made this like choose your own adventure i'm like all right look man they're maybe they're doing an homage and that kind of thing but you were having conversations about developing something all of a sudden you know years pass and all of a sudden it's like do 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 hey watch this movie called bandersnatch mm-hmm. you know it's like come yeah. on you, you being shady as fuck come on yep wah, wah. <laughs> um my family and i Meaning me, my husband, and my mom. Mm-hmm. We watched A Star Is Born last week, the new one, the oh, Gaga one. How was that? Is I. Yeah. Now I hadn't watched any of the other versions, so I didn't have anything to compare it to. Okay. I just felt like it just glassed over everything. Mm, like, okay. oh look, he met this girl. They fell in love. Now she's a pop star. Now she's famous. Ooh, he's an alcoholic. Ooh, what's gonna happen? You know, it, it was just. I mean. They just everything just happened so quick and just seemed to like so surface and I couldn't fucking understand Bradley Cooper through the whole goddamn movie. I felt like he needed subtitles. He's trying to Sam Elliott plays his older brother and there's something in there about how they used to sing and he goes, Well, you know, you stole my voice. So it's like so Bradley Cooper's trying to sound like Sam Elliott the whole movie. He's talking like he's talking like this a drunk alcoholic country mumble guy, the whole goddamn movie. So yeah, and then the two of them were talking together. I knew what the fuck they were saying. You're, you're like subtitles. Mm-hmm. They're speaking jive. Yeah. My mom, I didn't raise no dummy. So, yeah, it was all right. I thought it was okay. all right. All right. I was intrigued about um, that one. Yeah, I mean, it was good. I don't know, like, best movie and best actress and all that. You know, I mean, I haven't seen everything else. So, trying to watch uh, Queen. I want to watch the Queen movie still because that was snatching up some awards. So I, want to, I wanted to see that one on premise alone. Yeah, I know. I, I've been, yeah, ever since it came out, I want to see that yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, hoping, I'm hoping screener season kicks in soon so I can start seeing some of these movies. I know, right? I was thinking that with the screener season, there'd be some good streams out there. There's not. <laughs> yeah. We haven't gotten a screener not yet. I'm like, damn it. Interesting. So, yeah. Um, like I said, and then we started watching the second season of Making a Murderer tonight. Good. So far, it's good. Yeah. A lot of details. It's a lot of... Basically, um, Avery's got a, a new high-powered attorney who's, like, got the best record. She's got, like, 17 people exonerated who were found guilty, you know. And she straight up says, like, you know, it's told him if I find out you're guilty or, you know, I'm I'm not taking this case. Or I can't remember, like, you know. But um, she's, like, he's been the more cooperative than, like, any client ever, you know. It's not like he's ever gone, like, hey, no, don't go ask those questions. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. But so far, it's good, and she's like, what I have to do is I have to solve the case, and I have to figure out who did it and what really happened is the only way to prove to exonerate he this did guy. It. Yeah. Yeah. And even just the first couple episodes, she's doing a good job so far, and she's doing a lot of investigating that, like, wasn't even brought up. Like, for instance, um, like, we all know that the girl, dead girl's car was found on their auto salvage yard, Right in the back of their yard, like on the border of their property. Well, next to them is this big rock query where apparently when they brought in the cadaver dogs to sniff around for her, they did all, the dogs took them out into the query. Their dogs were running, were going all over like these paths on the query and stuff like that. And then ended on his property over where near that car was. So it's like, why wasn't anybody investigating what the fuck was happening over here? You know? Hmm. All right. So yeah, it's like, didn't know that, you know, anyway, and I guess at the, at the time, 
when there was the whole theory about how the cops placed the blood there. And then like afterwards, when they talked, the attorney's like, well, there was evidence that the, the, the Netflix show didn't talk about, like the fact that there was other DNA found in the car that, um, they supposedly said they found some DNA from his sweat on the latch of the hood. Um, and that's what kind of put him away. And they didn't talk about that in the, in the Netflix show. But then um, this, <laughs> this, this attorney is really good. I mean, she gets paid a shit ton of money. And so she's got really high, like the, she gets, she can hire the best experts in the world. And they're like, you can't get DNA from sweat. You get DNA from blood, from urine, from hair and saliva. But you can't get it from sweat. sweat. They're going. And the only way, the only way it could get there is if somebody took a saliva swab that he'd had and swiped it on there. Oh. Not like from sweat. And so now they're going over the blood in his car, going because originally it said, "Oh, well, the blood right here on this dash came from his bloody finger on his hand," but there wasn't any blood on the keys or the gear shift or the steering wheel. If his finger was bleeding, you know, it was yeah. like they're, so. They're just kind of re going over all this evidence, going, and it's great because the big experts are talking to him going ask these questions going, well, was there any blood on the gear shift or on the keys? And they're like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody asked these fucking questions last time. (laughs) I I just had an epiphany. (laughs) So, yeah, it's interesting. Again. Again. (laughs) And it'll probably just piss you all off again. I swear, you know, as much as I've learned from all this shit is if I'm ever, like, in trouble or accused of murder, like, I'm fucked. (laughs) You're like, like, uh... If you don't have enough money, it's like, behind you, you're fucked. Yeah. But that's pretty much an analogy for life at this point. (laughs) Yeah. Truth. Uh, You watching any movies? Uh, You know, I was trying to think if I was watched anything. I feel like I did, but then I can't remember what the fuck I watched. Hmm. Um, So that doesn't help but right. yeah I, you know like i said i pumped through uh through that tv show um but movies um mm-mm. no i don't think all so right. Man, movies. Um, that's all i got uh say a little ebay update things are going well or give me a little sound oh um, things are going all right. I, um, haven't been out as much. I'm doing a lot of thrifting. I've actually been doing a bunch of work for the radio station here. Um, so I got to get out and thrift some more, but remember a while ago I was telling you how I bought like 20 fucking pairs of jeans for like, you know, 20 bucks or something like that. Yeah. So far I've sold two of those pair of jeans and made a, like for, I've told, sold two of those pair of jeans for 20 bucks each <laughs> that I bought for a dollar. So I've, Already made my money back. Yeah, <laughs> just from just that pile of jeans. Done. <laughs> but um, yeah, still selling. Um, oh my god, I sold something today that I bought like when I first started thrifting. That I was like, oh my god, this is gonna sit forever. It was like this. It's like a denim shirt. It was like a Fat Farm shirt that had this big old Fat Farm logo on the back. Apparently not so popular. Won't be picking that up again. But <laughs> I ended up selling it this morning. Let's see, I sold it this morning. I. It's been listed for sale since August. Oh my god, really? <laughs> but I picked it up for five dollars, and I ended up selling it for full price for thirty-seven fifty. So, so you know, it was the long game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's a long game on that one. That's funny. Um, yeah, just little things here and there, but you know, still making decent profit because I'm looking at my profits as I scroll by, and this is just on clothes. It's like you know. 34 bucks, 30 bucks, 24 bucks, 36 bucks. And that's just like, like off one piece of clothes. Wow. 45 bucks. Some jeans I bought for four bucks. I sold for 59.50. <laughs> Those were affliction. Affliction men's jeans. Oh, 
<laughs> yeah. So the bedazzled pockets. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, that fancy shit always sells. Yeah. <laughs> fancy shit. I I always figure that one guy, the one that one um the one guy on the on the food network, what's his name? Uh, the guy, guy Fietti? Yeah, I always figure like he just he's just buying all that shit from you. That's what I just figured. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> um I actually bought something this week. I'm totally stoked on. So, I was telling you at Christmas time how I have the little um Christmas village that's a Christmas story. Yeah. And the company puts them out. It's called Department 56, and they put out a lot of Christmas villages, just regular ones. They do one for a Christmas vacation. They do Disney ones. and peanut. Anyway, there's, they're, they're pretty popular collectible type things, mm-hmm. just this brand alone. But they have it a habit of they'll put a piece out, and then they retire it. And then, you know, and then you can't get it anymore, and then the shit's fucking expensive. So back when I started buying these pieces for a Christmas story, they have, you know, they have the little buildings. So I have... Ralphie's house, I now have the school, which is cool, but I always wanted, they have fucking Chop Suey Palace, where they go to eat, right? Because I have a figure of the little waiters all singing, fa ra 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 So they have the Chop Suey Palace, and I remember they had it back when I started buying them a long time ago, but I didn't know back then that they stopped, they would stop making them. So, of course, it was retired, and for the last, like, you know, six months when I was looking for it on eBay... I couldn't, you, people always put them on auction because they go for, like, you, they didn't go for under, like, 200 bucks. Mm. These little, these figures, these building for Chop Suey Palace. So, I had it like a, you can save searches in eBay. So, I had it as a saved search, and I was looking at it, and I was looking at one, and then one popped on the bottom and says, oh, you might also be interested in this. It was the same thing, but the guy had it listed wrong. He had it listed as a Disney product and not a Department 56 product Uh but it was still and i had a picture of the box and everything so i could zoom in the box and i could tell it was and he's like yeah the building's in great shape the light bulb works and everything the box has a little bit of damage it's coming apart like it's you know the glue gets old it kind of comes apart at the seams but that's it and he had it on an auction so i kept an eye on the auction and um i ended up being home when it was ending so i sat there and watched it and i ended up scooping it up for 60 bucks nice very stoked now it just oh sucks God. that you got it like right after Christmas, so now it's going to. I know. In the box. Now I'm, I already I put a video out. I said, "Oh, I'm already excited for next year." Yeah, because <laughs> I can <laughs> can finally put up my chop suey palace. So when does it come? I already got it. Oh, nice! I got it. Plugged it in. It all works, and everything's lovely for Nothing's sixty bucks. On it. Yeah, I'm super fucking stoked. Boy, this guy had no idea what he had in his hands. Yeah, I don't think so. It's like, yeah, you didn't do your homework. Yeah. Yay for me. And the funny thing is that somebody tried to outbid me at the last minute, but because I was sitting in front of the computer, I ended up sneaking in there and got it for like I outbid him by a buck or something. I was oh. like, ah, ha, ha. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <coughs> yeah. So, yeah, I was excited for Chop Suey Palace. Only 12 more months. The funny thing is that there's another company that makes an imitation one that's not the same. It's not Departments 56 and it's not the same building. It's a little bit different. And yeah. I've seen those go for like 80 bucks and it's like, no, no. I don't want the knockoff. It's funny because I think I told you they try and sell you other buildings that like weren't in the movie. Like, okay, you know how Aunt Clara is the one that made him the bunny costume? Well, you can buy there's an Aunt Clara figure in Aunt Clara's house. That you never see. Right? It's like, no, no, no. And there's a sign in front of her house because she makes like she specializes in pet costumes for kids or something like that. <laughs> N- now we're just going into the expanded universe. They also have like the fire department and it's like, 
okay, I know that the fire department comes to get the kid off the pole, but, you know, you're reaching. I mean, they do have the department store, which I think is maybe the other only other building I want to get because the department store is in the movie. Yeah. Higby's. Um, they also have, like, a candy shop and a joke shop, and I'm like, yeah, no, no. <laughs> well, they're really stretching, man. They do have the neighbor's house, which I might want to get, Just and we didn't really see it, but. We knew, it's because the dogs. I have the dogs, the bumpuses. Oh. Bumpuses! The dogs are run off the turkey, so it'd be nice to have their house. I don't know. Just so the dogs are preying on the house. I guess so, yeah. Anyway, yeah, already excited for next Christmas. Well, congratulations <laughs> on, on getting that. That's that's a uh, an accomplishment. Good find. Good, Good find. find. Very nice. All right. All right, that's it for me, my friend. Yeah, man. Let's wrap this in a bow so yeah. you can go to bed. Yeah, I need some rest. Do you take some NyQuil? Uh, I took some Tylenol or some Advil PM last night, and it kind of fucked with me a little bit because I was like, I'd wake up, but then I'd like easily go back to sleep. So, yeah, and I went to sleep fucking early. I think I was in bed by like 8, which is a rare I think I think, I, I think we did that too after you texted me. We were like, yeah, we're going to bed. Yeah, and, <laughs> you know, normally I'm like trying to, you know, let the ladies go to sleep, and then I'll, I'll end up watching an, another thing or two. But I was like, nah, I'm going to bed with y'all. I'm like, yeah. Husband's going to play golf at 7.30 tomorrow, so I think he's going to bed already. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go treasure hunting tomorrow. All right, right, I'm going to go to sleeps and hopefully feel better in the morning. (laughs) Good night, my friend. So, Cheebs and X for Goody Squad, and we out this bitch. Peace.